We're in Lech Lecha, Ben Yishayla, Ben Yosef Chaim, Baghdad, Hagedil. So we're in Mitzvah Sisit, which we started last week. I guess, um, you know what, it's Kedai to get the last two of Parashat Noah. En nachon naniyah hatalit belo kipul balayla. So you're not supposed to leave the talit unfolded at night. V'im shachach velo kepelo, if you left it unfolded, v'avar ala balayla, az kishil b'shinu lemahar, when you put it on the next day, you're not a shake it. You ever see Jimmy Hannon? Yeah. That's where Jimmy gets from. Because it's Kar Bahronim. Yes. Gam Katubarim, because the Kilipot are there, so you want to shake the Kilipot out of the garment. Gam, it says, Shekol Adam Yikapil Talitok Kol Yom Hatiflo Biyado. You should fold your talit yourself. You shouldn't let anybody else do it. Velo Yitinu Lishamosh Likapelo. The Kashila Mazal. Wow, it's not a good Mazal to give you, uh, your talit to fold by somebody else. When you take a talit off, you take it off with your left hand. Not to take it off with your right hand, because that would be the prominent hand. That it's difficult. Uh, yeah, whenever, whenever, whenever you take it off a mitzvah. No, that means that the talit gadol is talking about. And, and our minhag is before the talit on Shabbat. That was the minhag even before Maran. So we could fold the talit on the creases on Shabbat. That's minhag hala. So you should look at the Sisit. So the gedil is where the knots are. So you have the gedil and then you have the chutin. The gedil is where the knots are. So how do you make it? Kol mishlosha kirichot. So each chodiyah, you make up uh, a three, uh, three. So you make it up three sections, three wrappings. So we're going to make the seat now. So the first thing is we make a double knot. At the at the at the corner where the hole is. So you start it. The first thing is you make two knots. Then you make seven wrappings. Then you make two knots. Then you do eight. Then you make two knots. Then you do eleven. Then you do two knots. So altogether thirty-nine. Seven, eight, eleven, and thirteen. That's the, the way the Kabbalists do it. And at the end. You do another two. What is tal equal? 39. Hashem is 26. Echad is 13. We learned this in Kohelet. Yeah. Exactly. So the, 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 the name is over here. It's 10 chalik l'shiv'a v'gam l'shvuna. means it's 7, 8. 7, 8, then 11, 13. Oh, nice. He's, he's, he's going all the way. If you count the letters in the words, and the Shmona, it's 11, which is the next one. It's 11 letters. So basically, he took this whole pasuk and he figured out 7, 8, 11, 13. If the Goy... Uh, hung the strings on the talit, or he made the uh, wrappings and he made the knots, 
So, yeah, sometimes the train leaves early from the station. You gotta look at the schedule. It happens rarely. It happens rarely, but it happened today. Pesula. Aval ha'isha keshera le'atir asesim betalit. It's okay for a lady to put the strings on the talit. So basically, a lady can make the strings. You know, they, they give it to the ladies. Yeah, the strings and the knots and all that. That's right. Some people are mahmir not to let the ladies do it. You know, better not. If you can get a man to do it, better not. But the spinning of it, and the weaving of it, you can actually do it by the, by the ladies. So that's an earlier process. Katan, inokiisha, minor also. You should keep away from doing the actual strings. So basically, you should find a an adult male, which these days is hard to find. Umihu, I mean, umihu shanaviyom mehar. If he's thirteen in one day, he so 13, you don't got to look you know, for a 20-year-old. 13-year-old, he's already kosher to do it. You don't got to take him to the Megbed to see if he reached puberty. We assume that once he's 13 years old, he reached the age. There was a, a great Sadiq in the community, Alava Shalom, Jose Faham, if you remember him. And uh, he was, uh, he used to go around and deal synagogue when we were young, and he would check the Sisiyot, and he didn't like the Sisiyot that we had. So he would come along and say, boy, give me a talit. And you'd come the next morning and he had new strings for you on, on, on the house. He would do it. And he would sit in the shul all day long taking the, the, the strings of the uh, talits of the shul, checking them, the ones he felt that were not proper. He would undo them and do them again. And sometimes he would even put new strings. I, I wore a talit that he made for me for many years when I was young. These are the big sadiqim over there. It's, nobody asked them to do it. It's a good Samaritan going around checking the talits and then doing the job. Zechet Sadiq Lebracha, they say. Im hitil Yisrael sisit bebeged shelo bekavana. Okay, so let's say the guy put the sisit on the garment, but he didn't have kavana. What's the case? Kilomar, shelo nitkaven l'shem mitzvah sisit. He didn't have kavana, he did it robotically. Yesh poslim v'yesh makshirim. So it's, uh, the jury's out on that one. Some say pasul, some say kasher. V'halacha kesverat apostim. The Benish Hai says pasul. V'lachen sadiq lehatiram, you have to undo it. Now, but if it's Shabbat where you can't untie the strings, you don't have another talet available. So then you can rely on the lenient opinion and wear it. But only on Shabbat. Shabbat, Shabbat fix it. This is the key. Who should make the talets? A, 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 a male, adult, who knows exactly what he's doing. That's why the best thing to do before you make the talet. Strings is hareni, matiz, sisiyot edu, l'shem, etzvah, tzitzit. Say it. Some say, especially the Kabbalah, that anything that needs Kabbalah, you should verbalize it first. That's why the, uh, some communities have the custom to say the Shem Yehud. And the purpose of the Shem Yehud is to verbalize the Kabbalah, what you're about to do. Syrians don't say the Shem Yehud, but Vinoam. At least Vinoam, that's just a little Kabbalah that you're about to do. Yeah.
אקזקטלי, וכמו שכתבו האחרונים בדין הטבעייה ושזירה, וטוב לומר לאנשים כדי שהבריחו, הנני מוכן להטיס שבערבות כתבות הבגד, כמו שסיווני, ועשו להם סיסית, ונאמר גדים תעשה לך, אמר כתבות כרשותך, ויהי רצון שכשם שאנחנו מקיימים את זו הזו בחוטי לבן, כך תזכנו לקיים כתבות חוטי תכלת, one day, לקצץ ונתנו עסיסית, בהינועם, זה ה-whole prayer. טוב לזה שלא לחתוך יותר נשיא בסכין, that's the rule that the מקובלים say also, if you have to cut the seed, don't cut it with a knife. So how do you cut it? Either with a plastic knife or with your teeth. Uh, but not ceramic scissors, exactly. Yeah, not, not with metal. Uh, they don't want metal. It's not, uh, not a problem. Okay. Here we go. Big case. You borrowed a talit. Let's say he's a Kohen. So he needs a talit, a bar, so he can make Kohanim. Or to go up to the Torah. on a borrowed talit. אבל אם שאל בעבוד לקיים את זאת, אבל אצלי יהיה בוררינג את הפרי שחרית. הנה, אם שאלו מן השמש שלא מדעת בעלים, let's say you went to the שמוש. In the olden days, let's say they didn't have, you know, talets available for the סיבור. So you come to shul, you don't have your talets, you go to the שמוש, can you get me a talet? So he goes into somebody's kuracha, and he takes a talet. In that case over there, since he didn't ask, so it's, it's not worse than a borrowed talet, לא יברך. You can't make a ברכה, because we don't know if the owner really wants to... Oh, that's a good question. So the shul's talit, we're going to say that the shul bought the talits that whoever's wearing it at that time, it's his at that time. It's a gift with intention to give it back. So therefore, the shul's gifting him for those moments so he can make a berakha on the shul talit. Safik berakha, okay, so he doesn't make a berakha. Let's say you went to a guy, said, I didn't pray shahrit yet, can I, can I borrow your talit? Then you can make a berakha because you could assume he's giving it to you for that moment to be yours. And then what? You give it to him back. Yuchal lebarech, because we say mistama natonu bematana. Mistama, he gave it to him as a gift. Al menat laazir, with intention that you return it. Varushelo, ba'afagav degam bazeishim den lebrechatishu lekelal. Some say he shouldn't even do that. Kol makom, he agadus a smoke al menhag. Ve'miu yiresh shavim mitrachak b'chulah. Basically, keep away from borrowed talets. Hekad de'efshar v'talitot shel hekdesh. This is your question. Was the talet of the shul a hekdesh? Shemunachim yibet akeneset. בתורת צדקה, זה צדקה, they're giving you to wear it. אותם שאין להם תלתות, לכו לעלמא יברך. Everybody says you can make a ברכה on those talets. ואפילו אם you're just going up to the ספר תורה. Why? Because we assume that the shul is giving it to all its members, whoever needs it. וו, בזמן הזה, this is a big, big, famous, famous בן איש חי. The Gemara says that it's a fair assumption to make, that you could borrow somebody's Talet or tefillin without asking. What's the logic in that? Well, the logic is that a person wants to get the biggest advantage with his property, and if I could wear my talet in the morning and then I get a zechut by letting somebody else use it, you could assume that that's what a person wants. So in the olden days, it's very, very common in the olden days that the law was, you could go into somebody's kuracha without asking, put on his talit, put on his tefillin, and you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. Why? Because you get... <laughs> yeah, well, you, you, the Benish Chai, you're in good company because he's going to say the same thing about his own personal stuff. But today what happened, people abuse these things. So the guy takes your talit, he doesn't fold it, and he doesn't fold your tefillin the right way, and he just pushes it back in, and then when you get back the next day, it's you come along and you say, yeah, uh, anyway, he says, right, the gel, the gel on the, tef- on the back of the tefillin, 
and the coffee on the talit, and then a couple of, t- couple of tissues also he left in Yikuracha. So basically, today people get a little more, uh, you know, personal with their stuff. So the Benish Chai says, Bizman Hazina diruba de alma. Today, the majority of the people kapte. They are kept. They're makpid. They're particular. Shelo yilbeshu aharim tzitzit utfilim shelaim. They don't want people wearing their stuff. Velachen en likach men hashamash tzitzitim shel aharim yishlom alright. So therefore, if you go to shul and you ask the shamosh, I need a, I need a tefillin, and he goes to somebody's kodacha, don't wear it because you're not allowed to wear it. He probably doesn't want you to wear it. Elam kin yodei hashamash. Unless he knows this guy, he doesn't care. Not everybody is the same. And let's do this here. Hello, Gam Anochi. Benish is talking. Makir Ba'atzmi. I know myself. I am also particular for whatever reason. The Benish Hai's Tefillin were probably, you know, landmark Tefillin. He don't want some Ama'aris uh, guy wearing the Tefillin and talking with it and ruining the Kabbalah and stuff. So. That's answering it. Emails, uh, right, exactly, answering emails. I mean, Akko probably knows where they are. But the point is, we should, um, that's why it's better for the shul to have a spare pair. So whenever somebody comes in, you just give them the pair and that's it. Mutal de hatira sisiyot ben atalet. By the way, you can tell from the shul's pair. What, 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 what abuse? What happened, right. Abuse, 100%. Exactly. 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 The wear and tear of the shoes. For some reason, it's always yeah. destroyed. Yeah, because the guy doesn't care. Yeah. We don't care. You're allowed to switch the strings off of one talet to put them on a different one. Ben gadol, ben katan. Let's say you got a better pair of strings. What am I going to learn is... There's better pair. When we were young, the best pair of sisyot was Wallace. They were known to be a very high quality with kavanot and everything. And you go to Israel and you'd ask, you know, uh, you know Wallace. They go, oh, wow, that's expensive. And they go under the, under the table and pull out a pair of Wallace. So let's say, and it happened. When I bought the first pair of Wallace, so we had, had my, own str- my old strings. So the halakha said you could undo the old strings and put the new ones on. You don't, you don't say, oh, it's, a, it's this... this Disrespect, you know, what are you doing with the old strings? No, you're allowed. And then you could put them in Geniza. And you don't, even have to, you don't even have to put it in a different talit. Shari, why? No, mitzvah. You want to do the mitzvah in a nice way. Let's say one of the uh, strings, corners ripped. So you want to revamp the hole. You know, you don't want to only revamp the one that ripped. You want to do all four. Uh, you want to be, you know, the same. You can remove the three So it'll be equal for noy mitzvah There are some people uh, That make the strings Not 7, 8, 11, 13 In the wrappings But they do So 10, 5, 6, and 5 Jack is the expert They don't do the 39 the question is, can you undo it in order to do the tuck? Because you're erasing Hashem's name. Because it's Yud Kevavki. He says it's, it's permissible. Because it's really not Hashem's name. It's just a number. And therefore, you're allowed to, uh, which means if I have on, on, on a paper 10, uh, 6, uh, or 10, 5, 6, 5, can I erase those numbers? Of course you can erase those numbers. Oh, but it's Hashem's name. It's not Hashem's name. It's the numbers. So over here, it's not Hashem's name. Even though you were Kavana for the Yud Kevavki, it's okay. There's no problem of erasing Hashem's name. 
like they said, When you want to do that, to replace the strings, and it's hard to undo it. Like we learned. You could cut them. As long as you don't use metal, you could cut them. Now, once you cut them, you ruin them. So therefore, you might have thought that, no, untie it manually just to keep them intact, maybe for somebody else to use. It's not the case. Some say you shouldn't cut them. You should be concerned only in a case where, let's say, it's you know, a circumstance, then it would be permissible. Okay, Alakha Yud. Let's say the Talet got split into half. Which means, let's say the corner splits and the Talet now becomes Pasul. So you can't sew it because once you sew it now, the talit is going to become kashir again, but not by making strings, by sewing the talit. Remember we learned last week, for a talit to become kashir, it has to be by the strings, not by making strings and then putting a talit around it, like putting the schach and then putting walls. Mm-hmm. So in this case, over he says, what should you do? Make the talit pasul, by undoing one of the strings. And then once one of the strings is undone, the talit is pasul. Sew it, and then redo the third to fourth side, so now ready, it's the strings that are making the talit kashir. Now what's the size of the talit? So it should be big enough that it can cover his head and his body so basically to the back uh, and in the front is, uh, to, to the stomach, to the chest. So it can, fit, it can cover up a, the majority of a minor's body. Basically, katan means if it has got to reach your, reach your, uh, your back, mid-body, mid, mid, mid-section. Uh, let's say a guy is very tall. Is he allowed? Is it a relative shi'ur? Uh, and therefore, you go according to the average. Or if a guy's taller, he's got to get a bigger talit. We go stringently, and therefore, it's, a, it's not a standard shiur, it's a relative shiur. And therefore, everybody has to pick a talit based on his size. It's personal, it's custom made. I mean, you don't wear a, you don't wear a, a, a small suit, right? You don't say, well, I'm tall, but you know what? The standard suit, and therefore, give me, a, give me a size 38. You wear a size 54. So therefore, if you're wearing the right size suits, so then you should wear the right size. Uh, no, I'm just saying, you should, if you wear the right, I'm talking Italian, uh, not uh, Italian. Italian 54 is 44. Okay. Now you don't do the other way. Let's say the guy's very short. He's an old man, and therefore he shrunk. And therefore, he's, you know, the many... Oh, wow, we don't go the other way, which means 
you might think that the, the midget guy can wear a mini talit that would not reach the average guy. Now, they were strict, and he's got to wear at least a talit that can reach an average guy. So we go strict both ways. So the, the, the tall guy's got to wear a big talit, and the midget's got to wear a bigger talit than, than, than fits him. Okay, now we go over here. We get to the talit katan now. Bishi'ur talit katan shilufshim ta'ata begadim. He wrote in his book, going to be Falachi, Haim. to everybody. One and a half Ama, Shem Lamed Vavgudim Beorex, one and a half in length. The Ama Vahetsi Beruhab, one and a half Ama Beruhab. So that's one and a half Ama. So an Ama is, let's say, that's right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Amma. One and a half. Uh, let's say, let's say it's one and a half feet, an Amma. So one and a half is 18. And then uh, another, uh, another uh, what do we say, half Amma. So uh, six. So 24. So that's where they get the, that's where they get the, 24 by 24. 24, this way, 24 inches, which is a nice size, uh, nice toilet. Or the, 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 we probably get, do me a favor, bring me Ham David's Halakhabir Uram in the seat, so we'll get the centimeters and the numbers over there. Umar Gamas Tota Benu Ali, the same thing, Chasot Gufu Panim Vahor, the Talek Katan really should cover your body front and back, and if it's not going to be that size, it's going to be short, therefore it should be Adkan. 24 is a big Talek. 24 is a big, yeah, come down to your knees. Baro'eir is, so that Ben reverts and says, No, from the Arizal doesn't sound like it has to be a man and a half. What are we doing in Baghdad? Now they do it one and a quarter amma. Huh? Wow, so they do it. They, they do the width three quarters of an amma, and they do the length uh, one and a quarter. So let's see. Let's see the, the bottom line number that Ham uh, Hamdabi is going to say. Let's see over here. Okay. So he says over here. So he Size, 
When you go buy some seeds, you have to go really go uh, go measure it. Yeah, they can see my new. They can see my new. To know what we, we did it when we had it. We did it on daily halacha. I'm sure. Yeah. We should have it over there. See it there. I'll give you the. Uh, I'll give it to you for sure. <coughs> When it gets into your case over there with the snaps. Okay. that was the seat, that's the color. of the Sissiot, which was there. No, he has, he has. He's got to find it. Okay, here. That's the Kanaf. Nyana Hutim, Kishidata Hutim. Damage, Hutim Shemitriu. Anyway, you see it over here, all the pictures that we talked about last time. Raymond Sacker edition. putting on the toilet. Nice stuff here. Examining the seat. Color. Synthetic fibers. Khaki toilet. Nylon he doesn't like. T-shirt with open sides. Siman ten seven. Ten seven. So he says.
Yeah. How was this measured? The Mishnah Beruda says... Some people have 18 by 18, some have 24 by 24. You'll find it for me. I don't see it here. Try to find it. Okay. I'll continue with the banish high. Snaps you have. Snaps he talks. We didn't give you the actual size of the toilet. We did, but I definitely learned it. Right. Yeah, well, we spent all summer on that. I know we, I know we wrote it up in the daily halacha. Okay, let's just continue over here. Nashim va'abadim, ladies are exempt from the mitzvah sisit, and even if they're wearing a four-cornered garment, that's the hadush. Tafidim lobshim, talit bat arba kanfot en sedichim latil bat sisit. The reason why is because it's a positive commandment that's bound by time, and any, any positive commandment that's bound by time. Ladies are exempt. Now, even though we say by Shufar and Sukkah, if they want to do the Mitzvah, they can. We never see a lady wearing a talit except off the wall ladies by the Kotel that, uh, you know, they're going to Shodesh, but besides them, it's a problem because if you hold that the talit is a man's garment, then it means it's a lady that's cross dressing. And that's a problem. Al kim b'sisit said we got to stop them from wearing talit. It's a big problem. Because it's kaba poskim. Musaf kabanot, they say that it's the, the kabanot are not even for a lady bichlal. So really, a lady she doesn't have any, you know, reason to wear. Katan hayodeya let atif. Got it. Okay, which one? Sorry, what's your beauty? It is best if someone wishes to recite a blessing over the talit katan to make sure that there's at least two cubits. 96 centimeters long and one cubit, that's 48 centimeters wide. So that's it. There you go. So it's, how much is 98 centimeters in inches? How many inches is 98 centimeters? The answer is 38.58 inches. Wow, that's a long one. So that's, that's, that's the length of it, 38 inches long. But right, that's from end to end. Yeah, end to end. And then you have, um, and then you have, one amma, which is 48, which is half of that. So it's like 36 by 18. It's a nice size talit. That's a nice size talit. So he writes over here. Here we are. Exactly where we are. The Sefer Mekab Se'el cites the Ariza, which we just read, and the Rab Shalom is Rahishar Abi. The Tamud's rule of the minimum size of a talit is large enough to cover a child's head and most of his body. So if it's large enough for that, so that's already good. In practical terms, the Priya artists ruled that the minimum size of the obligated to see is one square cubit, which is an amma, amma by amma. One cubit long and a half a cubit wide. The response, that's a different opinion. 
where he experienced with a nine-year-old boy, and he found that a talit one cubit long and half a cubit wide is enough. And if Haim Palachi commented that the author must have measured the boy's head together with his body, following the opinion of David Zimra, it is clear from the Sefer Ahinuch in 386, which... Today was 386. What was today? 376, maybe today. However, that the talit must be large enough to cover the head besides covering the majority of the body. So it's extra. The head's not included. Palachi then did his own experiment with a nine year old boy and found he needed a square cubit and a half, and uh, that's what's recommended. So a square cubit and a half. So uh, that's the minimum. So one and a half by one and a half. Hazon Ish decided that the wording of the Sefer HaChinuch is just ambiguous as the writing of the Talmud. Therefore, we can assume the lenient position that the word most of the body refers to the body, including the head. Therefore, the Talet can be one cubit wide and one and a half long. So that three quarters of a cubit will cover the boy's back and three quarters will cover uh, the front of his chest. The Ben Yishayim Parashat Lechlecha studied the words of the Arizal and found his instructions are for the Talet to be large enough to cover the child's body and his arms. But he did not mention covering the boy's front and back. Therefore, it's not necessary for the Talet to be one and a half cubits wide, as the Lechayim demanded, but it's necessary for the one and a half long. So therefore, it's one and a half by one. Let's hold the subject over here. Chama listed all these opinions and concluded we may follow the ruling of Arav Yosef Hayim, one and a half cubits long and one cubit wide. So that's the bottom line, one and a half by one. Nevertheless, the custom is that even when wearing a Tadek Kata, meeting this requirement, we do not recite a blessing over it because some say we need to be bigger. Instead, we recite a blessing on the Tadek Gadol and have in mind for the Tadek Katan. In Halichot Olam, however, he ruled that the Tadek Katan must be two cubits long and one cubit wide. I got strict. So Yerushalayim got strict in Halichot Olam, two amot by, so that's basically ninety-eight centimeters by forty-eight centimeters, which is thirty-six by eighteen. Wow, and the cubit wide, not counting the space provided to insert the wearer's head. So you don't you don't count that. So you just count from the top to bottom, you're top to bottom, on the side, and across you have to go. So you need nine nine. Yeah, You don't count the hole. So you got to go to the shoulders, nine by nine, to get to 18. If the talit is smaller than this one, should refrain from reciting a beracha. Halakha birura asserted that we are to follow the ruling of halichot olam, since it was written later. So that's it. Bottom line, Chavayah's opinion is 98 centimeters by 48 centimeters. And if you want to see, if you want, that's a big talit. And then you can make a beracha on it. And he has the picture in the back over here. Temunah Tzaddi Dalit. Temunah Tzaddi Dalit, because we need pictures. Tzaddi Dalit is what, 94? <laughs> 94. Here it is. You got it right here. So basically, it's 48 centimeters from the hole down, 48 centimeters from the hole up, so that's 96. And then you got 48 centimeters across. And he's counting the hole over here, by the way. So he's going across. What he meant, you don't count the hole, means when you're counting the, the length. When you're counting down, you go from the hole down 48, from the hole up 48, and when you're going across 48. So basically, 48 
halfway, 48, halfway, 48, halfway, 48, halfway. So basically, when you go buy your talit, you bring your, uh, your ruler with you. And then you, this is the minimum size that we want for a... Now, for talit katan. Now go home and measure it, and you'll see that most of ours, if you don't get it, because we, this would be uncomfortable for us to wear. It's too big. I mean, mine, mine is this size, but I, I know it takes time to get used to it. One should refrain from reciting the blessing over a talekata unless it is at least 96 centimeters long and 18 centimeters wide, which is 37.79 inches by 18.89 inches. The, the portion of the talet that is split to enable the wearer to insert his head counts as part of the length, but the hole that surrounds his neck does not count. Wow. The hole counts as part of the width. As long as the material on the two shoulders counted together counts more than the width and the hole itself. So long as this is the majority, you can count the hole when you're going across. Uh, these measurements follow the system of Rabbi Avram Na'eh, which is accepted. Hazon Ish would say the measurements are, wow, 47 inches long and 23 inches wide, which is going to be, uh, which is going to be double, basically. Not double, but more. Instead of 37, it's going to be 47. Instead of 18, it's going to be 23. It's is even more. So go figure that out. All right. Now, at least you're an educated consumer on how long the Talet Katan should be. Hazako Baru.